0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our first Women Who Travel episode of 2022. I'm Meredith Carey, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Laleh Erikooglu. Hi. We are so excited to be back with a new season and have some amazing episodes in store for you. But for today, we figured it's our first episode back. We've got some major back-to-school vibes going on. So we're checking in with podcast regulars, senior editor, Jessica Puckett, and Conde Nast Traveler Middle East's editor-in-chief, Sarah Khan, to talk about all of the travel goals we're setting in 2022. Think of it as like a part two to our last episode of 2021, which was all about where we wanted to go this year. This is like how we're actually making that happen.
1: So to kick things off with, I'd say, a large or broad question looking ahead to the year, even though we're in March, looking ahead to the rest of this year, how does everyone hope to prioritize themselves in their travels this year and make them a little bit about them?
2: What I've been like craving lately is like a super nice hotel, the cushy hotel where you can be a little bit waited on. All my trips this year, I'm trying to figure out like how can I stay there and kind of like treat myself to that um, after like two
1: years, which is like pretty much being at home.
0: Wow, love an upgrade in every destination.
1: <laughs> <laughs> out of interest, are there any sort of like luxurious hotel perks that you're you're craving? I love the minibar. I just love a, a
2: great minibar. That's like pure luxury to me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, maybe like a nice turndown too. I know a couple hotels will give you like a turndown amenity where there's like a little macaron or something. So I'm really, that's what
1: I'm aiming for. It's funny that you say minibar because I saw a tweet. A couple of months ago, from someone saying, "I'm 33 years old and I'm still terrified of taking anything out of the hotel mini bar," <laughs> and I am still, I still have that thinking. I've paid for the hotel room myself; I can have whatever I want from the mini bar, and still, I think I'm going to get, I'm going to suddenly like bankrupt myself for life <laughs> if I take like one bottle of I
2: know, beer I know. Out it of feels it. very like a splurge, no matter what. I mean, yeah.
3: it is. I was just at a hotel last week, and I was just craving the M and M's, and I think. They were like $15, so it's the most <laughs> the expensive snacks? M&Ms I've yeah. ever had. So they definitely get you all the snacks for sure.
1: <laughs> um, Sarah, what about you? How are you trying to prioritize yourself this year?
3: Well, I think I just moved to the Dubai recently, as you guys know. So a lot of it has been that I just really love exploring the Dubai, especially while the weather's so good. But then there's also that desire to get out and explore as much as possible because we haven't been able to in the last few years. So I've just been trying to really be very thoughtful about which trips I take and where I go. And for instance, um, my first big trip of the year is coming up next week and I'm going to Kenya because as some of you know, I used to live in South Africa. I've covered all different parts of Africa um, from like a more historical and cultural lens for a while. And I'm really missing that. It's been three years since I've been on any part of the continent. So that to me was a really important trip to prioritize if I'm going to take some time and go out of the region. So I think that's why I'm just trying to think of the places that really mean a lot to me, that I'm help me travel in the way that I miss a lot.
1: Lale, how are you prioritizing you? Well, actually, I just took a little trip that was very much for myself. Me and Chris just went to California for five days. And it was the first time since... It was the first time since 2018 that we'd gone on a vacation that wasn't tacked on to someone's wedding or to visit family. And it felt so good. It was five days. It was domestic, but it felt so good to just completely travel on my own terms. I think I have talked so much about this on the podcast, but it feels like a rare and special thing sometimes to be able to get a plan a trip that is literally just because you want to go to the place. And if you want to be out and about all day, that's great. If you want to sit by the hotel pool, that's also great. We did both. And we also stayed in a really nice hotel. And Jess, I can confirm that it felt very luxurious and very nice. <laughs> and I dove into the mini bar multiple times. So I think trying to do a lot more of that, even if it's just little trips. And then another way in which I'm going to prioritise myself is I'm going to learn to drive. And I have decided that is my goal at 33 years
0: old for this year. This is news to me. And I can, I want like some sort of like CNN level cryon of like breaking news <laughs> while I <laughs> learns to drive. Oh, That's huge. this is so exciting. That is really cool. You know, a little bit of
1: self-improvement. Exactly. I want, you know, I mean... It was quite mortifying when there was an occasion where I had to turn down an assignment because it involved driving. And I think that was sort of a wake up call to me that I needed to get my act together. It is the curse of being a city kid. I just never needed to learn. And anyway, this is the year. And, you know, again, talking about traveling on your own terms and prioritizing yourself, driving will give me another way to do that. Listen in for updates as I try and navigate the DMV website and oh,
0: I'm so excited. Hit the road!
1: And yeah,
3: podcasting from the road—that'll be fun.
1: Oh, exactly. Also, the fact that I said it out loud and on record now means I have to do it. So,
0: like, I'll be in the in the passenger seat as we drive through Brooklyn, and I'm panicking. And
1: we'll always... We can put um, in the style of my favorite TikTok star, Francis Bourgeois. We can put a little GoPro on your head for the experience. <laughs>
0: Wow. I mean, listeners, you have so much content to
3: look forward to. <laughs> and um you will definitely do better than me on your tests, I'm sure, because I failed my road test 3 times before I got my license. So Okay, oh, you got all right, it. I'll keep
1: that in mind. Um Mayor, other than taking a road trip with me, what are some of your goals for this year?
0: I mean, as far as as prioritizing myself in the way that I plan to travel, I mentioned in our last episode of last year that I have seven weddings and four bachelor slash bachelorette parties this year, um, which means that a lot of my vacation days are taken up celebrating people that I love. And I'm I'm genuinely so excited to be able to do that, especially after, like everyone has said, a couple years of, of staying a lot closer to home and not being able to, to gather together. But it means that I need to do what you and Chris just did. And I need to start planning trips that are just for me, whether they're solo trips or I just booked a trip to see my brother in Denver. I have no plan for what I'm going to do there. Like I just said, like, I would love to hang out with like you and your dogs. And part of the prioritization for me is just like making sure that rest is involved in all the trips that I'm planning for myself this year, because I know the other travel that I'm doing is like not going to be restorative in, in any way, shape or form. So... I know I talked about last time planning a trip to Copenhagen and going for a week and again not having a plan not feeling like I need to do anything in a rushed way making sure that I feel comfortable just to sit in a cafe for a couple hours and read like make sure that the trips that I'm planning this year are long enough that I have time to like actually feel like I've been on vacation that is like my biggest my biggest priority is just to make sure the trips I'm planning for me are like real low key even if they're somewhere fun and, and exciting, that they're just like very restful. <laughs> even if they're not to a beach, just like beach mentality everywhere I go. That's the goal.
1: Sarah and Jess, I'm interested to know whether the two of you, when you're traveling and even when you're on vacation for yourselves, if you struggle to find those moments of rest, you know, it always feels like something you think you're going to do. And then in reality, it sometimes doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, I think for me, definitely, like for all of us, a lot of our travel has to do with work. And so we're always concerned about making sure we see everything and do everything. And I think now that there's been so many big pauses between a lot of these trips, and now you kind of realize you can't take these trips for granted. You can't just go from one to the other. So wherever I go now, which, again, hasn't been that many trips since travel started slowly resuming, I do always just try to sit there and really bask in the moment of where I am and just really center myself and focus on what's around me and just appreciate that because I think the type of travel I was doing in 2019, I loved it and I saw a lot of great stuff, but a lot of it was go, go, go. And I didn't really sit there and enjoy the quiet moments.
2: Yeah, it's definitely true for me, but my personality type, if I don't get that downtime on a trip, I will have like a little bit of a breakdown. I will like start crying and feel like panicked. So even before the pandemic, I always try to work that in. Maybe it's like the first day of a trip, you know, maybe you're feeling jet lagged or kind of like crazy travel. I really try to make the first day and maybe the last day too. just really like free form. You can do whatever you feel like, just take it easy those days. And you know, I'm a big planner, so i love to have an itinerary. So I do have to work in those times where it's like, just enjoy where you are. Yeah, so it's definitely kind of a struggle for me.
0: You know, I know we're recording this in March 2022. And it's not January, but sometimes January and February are a bit of a wash. And I feel like sometimes setting travel goals can feel a bit like New Year's resolutions, nice in theory, but also sometimes a bit of a wash. When you think about actually making travel goals that are attainable, what are you guys setting for yourselves this year? I know mine is like a lofty rest more, but are there any travel goals that you guys have that are a little more concrete?
2: Um, I mean, I have a few trips in mind. Definitely like wanting to see new places. I feel like I haven't really done that since the pandemic. Me and my partner have a few trips planned still to see family um, that's based abroad that we haven't seen. So I really want to take advantage of like airline stopovers because they are based in Europe. So there's so many places that you can connect to and like see a new place for a couple days and then move on to your larger trip. So definitely trying to branch out a little bit and go somewhere new and check it off the list. It's kind of my overarching goal, I'd say.
3: For me, a lot of, um, you know, obviously in these roles, you get to, there's a lot of opportunities to go to far-flung and beautiful places, but I think I'm really appreciating the fact that I'm in the Middle East right now and that it's such a dynamic time to be here. So I've been trying to, where possible, just prioritize regional trips around here so I can really get to know you know, my demographic, essentially, the the readership that I'm serving. And I think that's been one of the most important things for me. It's like, yes, it'd be nice to go to London and Paris, and I'm sure I'll get back there soon. But right now, I'm able to hop over to Saudi so quickly or to Qatar and Oman. So I'm trying to make sure I, I explore as much of what's in my general geographic backyard as possible. To that point, is there anything
1: in that backyard that you're particularly excited about? seeing or experiencing?
3: Well, um, I've already done a few trips back to Saudi and I think some of you know, I grew up there. So it's just been so interesting watching the transformation that's been taking place there. So I do have a few more trips there on the horizon. And Qatar, I think everybody has their eye on Qatar this year with the World Cup looming. And I was there recently to visit actually a resort that I think I talked about on the last podcast, Zalal, the wellness resort. And um, that was really cool, but I didn't get have any time to actually properly explore Doha itself. I just spent two hours there before I flew back. So definitely wanna go back and, and get to know the city better. And then I'm also really looking forward to, speaking of road trips, doing a road trip around the UAE because there's so much to uncover beyond Dubai and Abu Dhabi and hoping to do that before it gets too hot.
0: Time's ticking. Like
3: (laughs) (laughs) the heat's coming soon. I have like a month, a month to do everything I want to do.
0: Um, My goal is like a little more, I don't know. It sounds silly to say it out loud, but mine is just like to spend my points. I have been accumulating a vast horde of points because I knew throughout the last two years that if I put everything that I had learned from Jess and the credit card stories on our site to good use. I could make up a lot of points during a time when I wasn't traveling. And now I have this big stockpile and I'm almost like scared to use it. Like I'm scared to see it go down. So a goal that I have given myself is just to actively use those points on Making these weddings more affordable on going on that trip to Copenhagen on, you know, like setting myself up for success because I have earned them and I've got the chance to use them to give myself a chance to travel more. So yeah, my goal is just to like spend my my Chase credit card points, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them this year.
3: Emirates take them in case you want to plan a little trip over here. Just saying. <laughs>
0: I, I will be emailing you. Don't worry
3: you know, we're talking attainable goals, of which
1: what you just said is very much an attainable one. And I just did something similar where I used all my travel credits from a bunch of disappointing cancellations from the last couple of years. And it meant that I have for the first time in my life, basically got all my travel for the year booked by March, which I've never experienced before. And it feels strange, but was, you know, definitely felt attainable and I managed to turn a rather disappointing travel year into hopefully this one's going to be a lot better. So goal met.
0: Already again goal set goal met. Wow.
1: Yeah done. Sarah you said going to uh, that wellness resort you mentioned is something that's important to you this year and we've been talking about finding moments of rest. How important is wellness to people's travels this year and also to that point What does wellness or self-care look like to you right now? Because often they feel like rather sweeping, lofty terms that I think mean something different for everyone. And I'd love to hear what it means for all of you.
3: Well, I actually made it to that resort in Qatar in January. And I'll be honest, I needed it so much and I didn't realize at all. And I think a lot of us are prioritizing that side of travel for ourselves this year. But I hadn't really. I've been so busy and stressed with work. I literally landed up there with my laptop and prepared to work and i hadn't even thought about what this resort was going to entail and as they were doing my little induction and they told me it's like a dairy-free sugar-free um gluten-free resort i actually i don't know if you guys remember this about me i'm obsessed with sugar and junk food to a incredibly unhealthy extent so I literally was like I can't believe I didn't think to sneak in some chocolate with me and of course I would be the girl that would normally do that right but I was so busy it didn't even occur to me but it was the three most transformative days of my life it was just I slept better than I have since before the pandemic every night um the obviously the spa treatments were amazing but just eating that healthy and but so deliciously which I've Like I said, I was a little panicked when I heard what the menus were gonna be. It was phenomenal. The portions were just small, but you know, they're supposed to be. I think I just eat very American size. And I came back and I didn't have coffee for a month. And I only just recently started dabbling in coffee here and there again. Like I said, it's something I hadn't really been thinking about actively or prioritizing for myself, but I'm so grateful that I had that experience. I was just treating it as a work trip. I'm just gonna go there and do this and actually really just changed my whole approach and made me wanna do more of trips like that and actually really seek out more experiences like that this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, like short of going to a wellness resort, I'm really trying to prioritize not just rest, but like actual quality sleep on these trips. Over the pandemic, I've actually struggled with bouts of insomnia, as I'm sure a lot of people have. So, you know, I've kind of been working on like a sleep routine and wind down and even like doing night yoga and things like that just to like have a sense of calm and kind of like a nice routine leading up to bed. I think. I really want to continue that on the road. So kind of like giving myself that time and space and maybe prioritizing hotels that maybe do have a yoga mat to give you or different little perks like that Um, and kind of integrating that into every trip. That's really important to me this year.
0: Lale, how about you?
1: I was going to say the exact same thing as Jess. I also have had bouts of insomnia throughout the pandemic for the first time in my life. I've always found sleeping very easy. And the last two years, not so much. A lot of people probably can identify with the experience of waking up at 3am and spiraling about the world over the past two years. So yeah, I think finding experiences that allow me to sleep more. And this is just something to like work into my life beyond my travels, but just to go to bed earlier. And I think when I'm often when I'm traveling, again, it's that desire to see everything experience everything and i also love nightlife and i love being out and about in the evening and i think just kind of finding those moments to just be like no i do not need to be out every night that i'm on this trip i'm going to get into my very luxurious hotel bed at 9 p.m and just enjoy this room um so i think kind of finding ways to prioritize that a little bit more and again kind of thinking just about rest is just taking personal days. I always end up using my personal days as ways to game my vacation days and to tack them on to trips so that I can take off more time. And I think part of that is because there is a big problem in this country of not having enough days, but that's for a whole other episode. Um, So actually taking my personal days just to have a day off, um, to do nothing.
0: Oh, so nice. I know I talked about rest and this is going to like feel like the opposite, but sometimes it can kind of, they can kind of intertwine, but I feel like I've really found value in getting outside, taking walks, just like being outdoors, whether it's reading on a park bench or, or just wandering around aimlessly flaneuring. Um, and, uh, I think integrating that and continuing to integrate that into my daily life and into trips, just making sure, you know, sometimes I might wake up early and go on a walk to the farther coffee shop so that I can get some time outside um, as long as the weather is nice. I'm kind of a wimp. Um, and and making sure that not necessarily like getting my steps in because I, I'm i not someone who tracks that, but being outside, getting fresh air, I think is has been a vital part of me making it through the last 2 years and it's something that i realize like living in a city is is so valuable and should be brought on vacation too just like again having that reset time to yourself or with other people whether whatever way you're traveling to to be able to go on a walk i feel like is is how i'm making wellness work for me or self-care work for me to be fair i have gone on walks with with those little like eye mask gels on because you can hide them under your mask. So, you know, don't. (laughs) That's genius. It's like a little like spa walk in the morning. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Um, You got to get the clear ones because if you get the gold ones, it's really obvious. (laughs) Again, like it seems silly, but it, it like really changes the game for me. So
3: I definitely had adopted the the daily walk um, during the pandemic when I was or during the peak of the pandemic when I was still in New York. And I think it has this meditative feel, right? Where you're just like, you just zone out, you don't have a plan and you just go. And I've been trying to do that in Dubai, but this is not a walking friendly city. So you'll often see me by like a major road looking for an overpass. It's not very peaceful. <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about when I was in LA a couple of weeks ago and Obviously, LA is not a walking city, but it does offset that with the fact that it has amazing hiking trails and lots of ways to get outside that New York lacks. And I actually, I almost like did a lot more walking when I was in LA than I do in New York. I just had to plan it. In Dubai, are there what are the ways that you can get outside?
3: There are. There's a lot of places outside the city that you can go um, with, like, you know, there's mountains and there's apparently a lot of beautiful landscape around all over. But I have not actually gotten outside the city to explore. But there are, like, all the neighborhoods do have really nice, charming little places to walk. Like, even behind my apartment building, there's, like, a series of lakes that I just, when I don't have anything else going on, I'll just do a quick lap. But um, it's funny, though, because they're not, it's not like there's a nice pedestrian-friendly, like, long route you can take. So I'll often take a cab somewhere and then, like,
0: walk like just go for a walk in like a different neighborhood to explore oh I mean still still sounds still sounds delightful <laughs> well the
3: weather is nice it's great Got into, into yeah most yeah of it.
0: <laughs> again we got a, we got a month left um so I know we talked about this in our last episode last year but I was just curious if in the last four months since we recorded that if your plans on where you Both hope to travel. Have changed at all? Like specific destinations have changed at all um, going into this year? If there's anything new that's been added to the list, or it's just people should go listen to that episode because they can catch spot on (laughs) on what you what you have on the docket.
3: Well, I started right off the bat with with my one of the first places I talked about. I think in that episode with Guther, and then I still am planning on going to India and like some of those places that I just are like really familiar that I miss, but yeah, I think the Kenya trip is a big new one. It wasn't really on the horizon before, but I was just really craving a return to some part of the continent that I hadn't been to yet. Um, and then Uzbekistan is another trip that's in the pipeline. I can't remember if I specifically referred to it, but it's that kind of like, like I have some Uzbek ancestry that I'm hoping to trace. So it's just kind of like those, like I said, those meaningful trips that really help me explore and uncover things in a way that I used to love to do and haven't gotten to do in a while. So.
2: For me, um, I'm feeling like a sense of almost like scatterbrain with like all the places that are opening and like all the places I want to go. And Lolly, this is why I admire you booking all your trips because I need to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to have like this choice paralysis of like where to go. You know, everybody knows, I think that I had this trip that got canceled to Italy. I would love to like get that back on the books and maybe even like Northern Italy, like Milan, like Como, go up into Switzerland. And the other one that I've had on my list for a long time is Vietnam. And you need like a proper 10 days, two weeks type of thing. I would love to do that. Maybe even like a river cruise on the Mekong River. Those are my two priorities. And then I would also love to see some countries in Europe. I haven't seen like Spain, Portugal. Yeah, I think that's the The list goes on. Yeah, see if I stick to that for
1: sure. I could tell you could have just kept going and going and going.
0: (laughs) Uh, Lale, has your has your list changed at all?
1: So, Jess, I have to admit that the reason why I was so organised and could make those decisions was because they're all in some way tacked onto a wedding. So, I my my decisions were steered slightly, um, but my big trip this year. I have some very good friends who are getting married in the south of France, um, which I'm very lucky to get to go to that wedding. So going to fly into Bordeaux, go to their wedding, and then I've booked a flight out of Barcelona back to New York. So I have to figure out how to get from their wedding to Barcelona and how I'm going to fill a week's worth of travel days. Um, I'm really excited. I haven't been to Spain since I was a kid. I think it's going to feel really new and fresh to me. And it just felt really good to like look at a map and just be like, where should I go? What should I do? I've got this week in Spain. I can go anywhere. Um, and you can drive. I And hopefully I'll be able to drive by then. So w- watch out Spain. Um, um, yeah, I'm just so, so excited about it. It felt so luxurious to book it and... God, you know, I anything anything could happen, but it felt nice to book a trip and feel like it was like probably going to happen. So fingers crossed, I will be in Spain, and yeah, that's my big trip. What about you, Matt?
0: I feel like my list has not changed at all. I feel like my like I said, like so much of my travel is is already set this year, and so Copenhagen feels like my my big splurge, both on vacation days and points, hopefully, and going to see my brother in Denver. But other than that, it's it's just like friendship, friendship and weddings (laughs) galore, um, which is very exciting. Yeah, I think I think I'm like more excited about planning for 2023 and like big, big trips then than worrying about fitting time in this year to go on vacation.
1: I'm also setting my sights on 2023.
3: I actually have one big trip that I need to plan this year that I have no idea what I'm going to do. It is a honeymoon, um, and I don't know where it's going to be, so I might need to come tapping into all the experts. I literally have no idea what I'm looking to do. So
0: Truly burying the leads, <laughs> <laughs> Like We thought, we thought Laleh's driving was going to be the highlight of this episode.
1: No Look, so- both milestones. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> same, same level of excitement. Um, well, huge congratulations are due. And I can only imagine the honeymoon that will come out of this partnership. Um, so exciting. And yeah, you have the whole world. It's, I'm sure the choice paralysis is oh, also harder. Enough. It's also harder there. But um, if people want to keep up with where you do go on your honeymoon and where, Jess, you figure out where you're going to go uh, this year, where can they find you on the internet?
3: I'm on Twitter at Jess Puck. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at BySara Khan. I'm at OhHeyThereMare on all social media.
1: And I'm at Lale Hanna. Thanks, Sarah and Jess, for joining us. Be
0: sure to follow Women Who Travel on Instagram and sign up for our biweekly newsletter. Links to both will be in the show notes. Plus, look out for an extra special bonus episode this Friday. We weren't going to come back with one episode. We're coming back with a vengeance.